Jake, it's so good to have you back. What up, boys? How was elk hunting? Elk. Getting few and far between. I feel like Bay's taken taking most of them out across the uh, the western seaboard. The western seaboard. Well, yeah, that's right. You you didn't go overseas this time. You thought you'd find some elk country, in yeah. Perth of all places. Yeah, yeah, the southwest coast. Um abundant what do you reckon they're quicker they're They're quicker far out definitely quicker like you needed that i know know, quick enough um it was good got a few yeah yeah bagged a couple it's what's great as well when like bringing the you know the heads and the you know the skins back yeah you don't have to go through customs yeah yeah that's true domestic flight Um, (laughs) it's quiet over there too it's not like anyone's gonna bother you or like hey what's in the bag man like you don't have to explain that Mm -hmm. you just Put them in and exactly. <laughs> away you go. It's perfect. And then, you know, there's while there was maybe less, you know, elk around, there's less people to compete with. So uncrowded. It, sound, it sounds like you've stumbled across this golden... Yeah. Untapped yeah. elk hunting. Yeah. 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 It's perfect. Beatty's exhausted Europe. There are no more elk there. They're extinct. Well, that's why, exactly. I was like, there's no point in me going there. there. <laughs> I wonder how they got to Perth. Actually... Oh, completely off topic, but I have a funny <laughs> As story. As opposed to right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a funny story about that. Um, in South, uh, not South America, in Vietnam. Hmm. This is off topic. Yeah. There, <laughs> there is one location. Actually, it's not even Vietnam. It's somewhere in Asia, though. But there is one location where there's hippos, which are only meant to be. No. South America. It's Colombia. So, Colombia. It's because of... I've yeah, seen yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Yeah. Pablo... So, in Colombia, there's this one little spot where there's a whole bunch of hippos. And like, how the... <laughs> f- how the bloody hell... Hippos from <laughs> did, Africa. Did the hippos get here? And it's because Escobar, with his endless funds, went to Africa and was like, I want me some of them. Got a pair of hippos, brought them back Pablo to Escobar, Colombia. Pablo Escobar voice? Yes. I want me some of them. <laughs> <laughs> brought them back to Colombia. They got busy and now there's just like this group of hippos, hippos. in Colombia, thanks to him. <laughs> anyway, maybe anyway, that's how the elk got to Perth. That, that's similar, why, that's how I got around. Like some, some, some drug lord. Yeah, maybe Escobar has a little home away from... You know, you know when people got like those farmhouses away from everything just mm. to get a bit of quiet. Maybe he had one in Perth. Yeah, can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. <laughs> anyway, let's say we talk about some basketball, Sounds fellas. Good. Backdoor car. Yeah. <laughs> What's good? Uh, my name's Josh here with Beatty and Jake. What's good? What's good? Um, we've got a pretty jam-packed schedule today, so why don't we just get stuck straight in? Um, it is the kind of weirdest, slowest part of the season it feels like yeah I, I, I don't know about you guys but I just want the playoffs to start me too now. Yeah. 100% I, and I feel like even the media in the America it's and just like... even the players that aren't really going to be competing mm. past next month they'd be kind of like alright let's wrap this shit up Man, you're an 8 year <laughs> 10 year veteran it's like okay yeah I've been here before I've played let's... 60 games yeah I'm, I need to get to the playoffs yeah but uh, Nonetheless, that, it gives us an opportunity to discuss a lot of things that aren't apparent to us earlier in the season while everyone's still competing, such as this is the first year that the lottery odds for the first pick have flattened if you come last, second last, or third last. It's just flattened across the board. Flattened across the board. Well, it's not even, obviously, but yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, it used to be ranked, so yeah. the worse you did, the better chance you'll have. Now they've kind of, I don't know, removed that 
a law to be as bad as possible to mm-hmm. be completely bottoming out. Now yeah. you only need to be so bad or as bad as other teams and you all get the same odds. So my question to you fellas is with these flattened odds, is this encouraging teams to tank quicker because they only need to get so far down. <laughs> they don't need to bottom all the way out. They can like, and I'm sure we'll get onto it. Dallas has kind of flipped the tank switch halfway through this season and they've dropped down very quickly and that's all they need to do. So is this is this telling teams you don't need to bottom out and you don't need to tank or is this telling teams tank and tank quick? I think it, it's it's removed the incentive to tank as hard as possible. So like when you're in this part of the season, if you're the Knicks mm. and you win a random game somehow against the, you know, the Hornets... Mm. And then you just up, you're upset now because because every win is now you know losing you multiple yeah, well, percentage points. It's just like the Bulls last year. Yeah, they they streak. were terrible, but they had this one hot streak. Yeah. that because of that it ruined all their playoff odds, mm. and they ended up getting the seventh pick, which is a good thing. But yeah. don't get me wrong, they got Wendell. But yeah, exactly. They should they should have gotten a top five. Now ended up getting a, now a you're seven. almost encouraged to try and get a couple of yeah. wins at the end of the season because it's not going to punish you. Yeah, well, so, look, so the top three are 14%, but the Bulls and Atlanta, you know, they, they you know, last year should have just been tanking their, their asses off. But now, you know, they've been able to actually develop their guys. You've mm. seen hot, like, incredible streaks from Trey Young and, and Larry actually getting real, you know, development out of them. And they've only, like, the Bulls are one and a half percentage points worse off than the top, than the worst three, and Atlanta's only down at ten and a half yeah, uh, percent, and, which, I mean, so, which like, is not anything to lose sleep over if you're if you're a Hawks fan. You can and you can be super excited about Trey Young making the late season push at yeah, Rookie of the Year and and making the you know the trade not look as bad and all these far more fun things and worrying about losing as badly as possible. And I'm sure if you asked a Hawks fan, would you rather have one and a half percent more chance yeah. at the number one pick, or Trey Young, John Collins, Torian Prince? Kevin Huerta, all these guys, which would you prefer? Exactly. I'm sure they'd love to keep yeah. the guys and have that slightly lesser chance. I think if you were to ask like, the average Hawks fan what they think about this season, they would be so happy. They've gotten to yeah. actually enjoy being bad because they don't have to worry about being that bad. Mm. You can be you top five. You don't have to yeah. pull a Philly and you know take the floor out. Exactly. You can still have a couple of foundational pieces chipping away, which... Is good, but my question is, yeah, are there going to be more cases like Dallas now, where that's, halfway through the year they're like, you know what, fuck it, bang. Well, that's the thing that was Beta. You want? I think Dallas in? is. A, I mean, I think Dallas is a special case because of the trade with Atlanta last season. I think mm. that's the big thing, and they convey mm. that pick if I think it's top five protected. That's the one. Yeah. So they're trying to be the fifth worst team in the league to make sure that they keep their pick. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. It is a slightly. Um, I know special case, but at the same time, there are so many protections on these picks, so I can see this like being a pretty, you know, consistent mm. issue. Like, it's like, and Memphis has the opposite issue. Like, they convey their pick if it gets, if they fall all the way to the bottom, mate. So mm. they're like, doing they're trying the, to stay. They're afloat. in like this opposite, you know, state to the Mavericks, where they're trying to get blown out every night, and the Memphis is trying to claw their way to the ninth, you know, pick. Mm. Um, but again, though, I think the Pelicans are, you know, they should be tanking right now. They should be increasing their odds of getting a top four pick. They probably just have just too much talent to do it, though. 
That's the problem. The Pelicans. Mm. Well, see, that's the, this is where... And they're I mean, still playing dude, Davis 20 minutes a night. But is that an Adam Silver you got to play Davis? Or can you... Why, why not shut him down completely? I'd say it's Davis saying, I don't want to be shut down completely. But who cares at this point? If you're the GM, yeah. whoever the GM is, do they even have a GM at the moment? If Del Demps is... I don't think so. I don't think so, right? But either way, like, I just don't think you'd be... I would sit him if you could, if yeah. you were in that position of to make that decision. That's why I think that it's something, it's a directive from yeah. further up where mm-hmm. you've got to play him still. Yep. And I think that they... Because there's a huge incentive to do to do that because you can go from the you know just outside of the playoffs and have a six percent chance at a top four pick but if you get down like and because the that western conference just yeah, right there everyone's so close if you yeah if you lose a few games like you can increase your chances to get into the top five six seven by like 10 20 percent even if you do what dallas has done and gone mm. from the bubble we were like they could make they could make the playoffs yeah when they had like dennis smith and deandre and everything mm. still i thought they were going to make the playoffs well there was like this is it going to be the lakers the clippers the kings the mavericks yeah there's then, a whole glut of yeah. teams yeah and then now <laughs> they're one and nine and mm. they're not just losing they're like they're doing such a great job and it's funny because last year cuban got in trouble for yeah, I, I for saying that, yeah. that, that. Why are we not tank? Yeah. and then now he's like, "Well, oh, fuck you." Guys. <laughs> and look, good on him. Um, do you think? Do you think this marks the end of like the process? Process. Yeah, definitely. Because what? There's no. Um, <laughs> well, Phoenix are going to keep doing it, no whether you like it or not. They're gonna... I don't think it'll be as brutal though. Like. When sure. when the Philly did the process, they got rid of every modicum of talent that they yeah. had to ensure the worst. But G League teams were playing in the yeah. NBA essentially. Now you don't really have to you you can survive having your rookies and your upcoming players playing because they, you don't have to come last. Yeah, you can come third last, and it's the same fourth, thing. Yeah, I I don't think it would stop. The pro- I mean, it will. It all depends on you need a team and you need someone like Sam Hinkie to be mm. in the right environment to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's dramatic enough. Like I, I, I think that you'd be better to just get rid of the weighted lottery altogether. There's 14 teams in the lottery and just have a one in 14 chance at a number one pick. But would you? That's s- my. I, Whoa. Because well, then it, it's so random then. And then yeah. there, there's no, there's literally no difference between finishing last or ninth in but the then, conference. So say, what if you have an example where like ninth and eighth finish on the same record? Mm. It, by all accounts, it's a playoff team and they end up getting the number one pick in the draft. Whoever came last, they'd be spewing. But they'd be spewing. But then, I mean, on the other, put it on the other foot, right? Phoenix suck. Yeah. And they're a shit organization. And DeAndre Ayton, yeah, he's an okay player. I think he's going to be okay. But you've barely heard anything about him this season because everyone's talking about Luca or Trey or Bagley or any, any of Jackson, yeah. any of these other rookies because Phoenix suck. Yeah, but Devin Booker if, if you still in, hasn't made the playoffs. As, yeah, yeah, I just checked. Yeah. They're still coming last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just checked. Just, <laughs> just check those standings. They're still, they're still not going to make it. Like, <laughs> fucking suck. If you um, they if, lost fifty two games. If then. you brought that in though, where ninth and fifteenth have the exact same odds, Phoenix could be stuck in that shit last place area f- f- forever. Mm. Like they may never draft a player <laughs> that can change anything. Yeah, but, 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 but they mean, drafted their best player at thirteen. 
So like, what the fuck are they doing? I I just I I think that it. I don't. I think it just rewards shit franchises who continue to just not. I mean, look at the Cavs. The Cavs are now back in that position again mm. because LeBron's gone, and they they'll probably be in that top five, right? I don't see any future for the Cavs. Five <laughs> oh, yeah. years from now, they'll probably still be picking in in the lottery like that. Look at Orlando. Orlando's been down man. there for nearly a decade. Yeah, this is a, they might make the playoffs this season. Kings have awesome. been down there fifteen. Kings years. are this. They're just starting to come out now. <laughs> yeah, like, the, ca- the Cavs will get out of there because they have the best lottery luck in the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's they, going uh, on there. LeBron leaves and they get the number one pick twice. Yeah, twice. The number one pick and the number four pick in the same draft. But I mean, like you go, you go down the list, right? And as Jake said, the top, the well, the worst three teams are a fourteen percent chance each, right? Yeah. And then it slowly, progressively gets lower and lower and lower. But it, I, I mean, as you just said, what's the difference between fourteen percent and ten percent or twelve yeah. percent? Like you may, if you're in that position, you may as well just tank. You can get another couple percentage points. Here. Yeah. What's a what's some random wins in in March? I know, like, oh, the development. I mean, I get the point, the development of, like, Trey Young and these young guys on on Atlanta, mm. but the wins themselves are just meaningless. Like, it doesn't no, matter yeah, but, yeah, but, like, the, what that, the wins develop the players. Like, you have to learn how to win. Having those wins, I think, is more valuable than a couple of percentage points. I agree. I, I like it more this year than last year. I don't know what the answer is, because there's... If there's going to be the, this this system of the worse you are, the better chance you are of getting you know higher draft pick. Because it's you're going to get to this point in the season with twenty games to go, even thirty, and it's going to be like, well, let's pack it in. Yeah, I I yeah personally, I think this new system encourages teams to get two thirds of the way through the season and then decide if and they then just want to can the tank it. On. Yeah, Cause see, I which mean, is better than before. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, before yeah. they turn the tank on game think one. I better. Yeah, you're right. Well, Compare it to, okay, say you completely get rid of weighted lottery. Mm. So then it's anyone not in the playoffs is in the lottery. Mm. I, I suppose then the question mark is like, say in this scenario now where the Warriors are this dominant one seed, nobody wants to be the eight seed and play the Warriors. The, the amount of games between the oh, eight mate. and... Like, w- yeah, if what, you're what sitting happens in, there? It, yeah, this would you, just encourage, if you're sitting in six, seven, eight... Are you just wanting to tank? Yeah, and just get out, get out of the if playoffs? Any, if anything, or? that could be worse. Yeah, because you, you're not going to be good enough to get to the finals. <laughs> then the Jazz anyway. will be like, well, look, we're not going to win the season this year. Yeah, but, we I mean, we might the, do well, but we're not going to win. Let's but at the same time, maybe you're trying to win because you want to finish higher up and avoid the Warriors. Finish seventh and play the it's second, true. or finish sixth and play the, the third. Okay, how about this? <laughs> how about this? Yeah, go on. So, you know how in, like, Premier... In, European soccer and stuff. There's relegation. There's, really, there's a little relegation, but they have like the tournaments on the side. Yeah. What if for like the last 15, 20 games you took the, um, I know whether it's all the teams or um, the worst 10 teams and you put them in a, in like a tournament. Ooh. And if you win that tournament, you get the fifth pick in the draft or something like that. Why the fifth? Why not make it, you, make it the first you pick. win the yeah. yeah. Yeah, but wouldn't that mean the best teams getting the... The top but, pick, or like the but no, but like it's let's say it's the worst ten, ten records playoff mm. for the number one pick. So yeah, your hypothetical, Josh, is that okay? In that scenario, the the the, the best of the worst yeah, would is win get the top yeah. pick. Make it the last ten games or something, and maybe you know we don't even do a tournament, but you do 
the record. I guess you you couldn't. You'd have to do a tournament because you couldn't. It would be strength of schedule. It would be unfair. But yeah, yeah. Do something like that. Some kind of worst tournament. It would need to be like yeah. yeah, You said like a Premier League. Well, not Premier League, but like a FA Cup or like a a knockout cup, like a March Madness. Like it would need to be a knockout thing. To play for the number one pick. I, I'm i not sold because... Or like another ball in the top, another, I don't know, some kind of lottery. It, I, I'm I'm too worried that that would just mean the... Who's like a... The Kings right now. They're not going to make the playoffs. They, if but, they dropped a couple of games, they could make this tournament. They would absolutely destroy the other teams. But no, so like, yeah, maybe in... Just what I'm saying, maybe the worst eight records or the worst ten, like the yeah. really, really bad teams. I wouldn't mind if it was like the bottom six, yeah, where, it, where it's like, like yeah, they, yeah. they're all shit. I'm a bit of workshop this. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that, that's something as well. I mean, that, I think that is more trying to address... Play for your ranking. It's more trying to address the relevance of games at yeah. the end, of the meaning, yeah. meaningfulness, is that yeah. a word? Yeah, 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 that's a word. Of, of games towards the end of the season because it's... And, and even like addressing... The eighty-two games, whether or not that's the right number, whether or not mm. you know it, they would be better. I mean, you compare it to the NFL, where what there's sixteen. 16 yeah. Like the 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 lack of games, the scarcity of games means that everybody so is important. like every game. Yeah, exactly. Where the NBA is not at mm. all. It's the complete opposite. So, I think that kind of tries to address that by adding more more meaning to mm-hmm. games. Um. I all right. Mean. Let's pause this for a moment. It's so much fun, though. What if... It'd be so fun. Because we all know that uh, the NBA's, and particularly Adam Silver, is planning on abolishing the one-and-done rule and letting the high school kids back in. Mm-hmm. Is this going to impact the way teams tank if the draft now has a pool of high school, untested high mm. school players to pick from as well? I don't think it impacts the, the tanking. I, I think yeah. I think people will tank less because there's much more of a chance to pick up a gem that no one's found yet at like fifteen yes. if there's high school players. I don't, I don't think it changes the, that much. Too much of it is up in the air. We don't know. I th- I think the other thing is well, like you probably just want more assets. You want to collect mm. as many picks as you can for I guess the early twenty twenty. I don't. We don't. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know if this will happen. When it'll happen. Yeah, 2021, 2022, 2023, those, those years could be a bit, you know, a bit of a, a, bit of a wild card. Do, do you think the two rounds of 30 is enough if there's a pool of high school players as well? Yeah, I do. Is it going to negatively impact players that go to college? I don't think so. I think it's more, it's the onus is on the teams, in my opinion. You need to do your scouting and you need to pick the right guys. That's ultimately, that's what it should be. It doesn't matter whether you go to college or whether you're an international guy or you're straight out of high school. Mm. I feel like it's up to the teams to to find them regardless. Yeah, I'm not like super well versed in the NCAA rules, but I think that if you declare for the draft, you're not allowed to... They've changed that, so well, now you yeah. can. Because if, you, if you're 18 and you declare for the draft, you don't get drafted. Yeah, you're screwed. But but you basically know, more or less, what your draft yeah. stock is going into the... Into the like, you're to a the, degree. There, there's a shitload of college players. I would say college like, players, yes. But like if you're 17, 18, and people are like, this kid doesn't need to go to college, mm. it's, it's, it's not for like the kids who don't want to go to college and get paid. It's for the kids like Zion. Mm. That don't need to go to like yeah he's having a, like, don't need to go you don't need to go he could have played this year yeah exactly I think that's only a handful of guys each yeah. year 
Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons could have come straight yeah, out. Yeah, he's the example. That's another he one. Because yeah. he didn't want to be there either. Yeah. Like Zion at least wants to be there. Yeah, everything you hear from Ben now is like he hated yeah. his time at LSU. Yeah, yeah. and it, make, and it makes sense. Like, sucks. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't. You don't. If you don't grow up in the in the culture of of when you grow up in Australia, you don't give a shit about LSU or the NCAA tournament. You care about the NBA and yeah. LeBron and that stuff. Um, I think it's good. I think you should and and, and encourage uh, these guys to go to Europe and to Australia if they don't get into into the NBA and mm. and if they want to actually make some money. Well, but, or even I know the NBA is really trying to make the G League yeah. like a, an alternative as well. Exactly. I mean, for the M- from the NBL perspective, it's good for us. Yeah. Like we've seen Terrence Ferguson, it starts uh, with Thunder B- now. Bowen this year on the Kings. You know, he's hoping mm-hmm. to get drafted. So there's a couple of guys that we've experienced now in Australia. Hopefully that continues. Yeah, and living in Australia. But then yeah, I mean, I guess places to yeah. go. the thing is though, like I think. In both of those cases, right, like Terrence Ferguson, I, I think he might have had an academic thing where he just, he, that's why college was an issue for him. Yeah. I'm not sure with Bowen, but I, I do think that, like, it's always, like, random cases like that, that the guys yeah. that end up coming overseas, sure. whereas, like, Zion would go straight to the yeah. NBA. Yeah. He'd probably yeah. get picked number one, too, without uh, going to college. I see, that's, this, that's the thing, though. Zion's not a great example because he wouldn't have gone number one. Remember going into the season, it was all, like, Oh, what's he going to be? He gonna, what, what is he? Is he, is, yeah. he just a YouTube, is he just a YouTube highlight? Well, this is my point. Like, teams now that finish 10th worst, mm. say a question mark I guy like Zion, yeah. Zion comes in, they could get him at number 10, pull a Lakers with Kobe at 13 or something, yeah. and then boom. Yeah, like, it does it definitely adds way more variance, which that, which... Maybe maybe you're right. It would encourage less tanking, but I'm not sure. But like, yeah, because, because like a team sitting in 10th, might stand pat and yeah. say, you know what, maybe we will find a... Ki- Let's trust our scouting yeah. rather than completely throw the kitchen sink out and yeah. be the worst team in basketball. For sure. That's my point. Yeah, no, That's I, my point. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if that would impact. I think it, it might... It, it wouldn't increase tanking unless... Mm. That's the thing, though. Like, there's still going to be... You know, whether it's in 20 years, next year, there's going to be some kid at age six, 16 who's like, Whoa. oh, shit. <laughs> and everyone's going to tank. Yeah. Well, I think getting rid of one and done and letting high schoolers in, as well as maybe even flattening the ads out, odds out more, mm. maybe not to Beatty's extent where everyone has the same... I think that is a little bit extreme. <laughs> I, I'm all for it. I just love the rant. I love the variance. Because yeah. I, yeah. I, I just think it'd be fucking funny. Mm. It would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And it'd to be, be torturous yeah. if you're an NBA team owner. Mm. And to be fair, it's like... These teams that have been picking in the bottom for this long, how, what have they really done with it? It's like, oh yes, yeah. it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Phoenix has hasn't won thirty games in what feels like a decade. The Knicks haven't been good since Patrick Ewing. <laughs> the Magic just keep drafting guys that can like touch the the back top of the backboard, um, and it just happens over and over and over again. And you've got teams like Brooklyn who didn't even have a draft well, pick. Let's get onto this actually. Yeah. What if, yeah, rather, what if you can't tank? Yeah. What, what if you don't have any picks to tank <laughs> for? Then what? The, Brooklyn have shown us probably the blueprint mm. on how to get around tanking and just build as you go. Mm. And I personally, I wouldn't tank. I would just go with what Brooklyn's done. I think they've done a great job. Yeah. And you can build the pretty much the exact same thing except with guys that already have NBA experience. 
Yeah, you, it's it's you've got the the Nets. Um, who else has done it? Um, the Celtics kind of did it on the fly, like trading for IT. Mate, they a hundred percent did it on the fly. I I still think I've never seen a more rapid. I mean, uh, that, that was there was luck involved there as well because the Nets just yeah. crazy. <laughs> but but, yeah. but that being said, like they were they were good regardless of those draft picks being yeah, helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like a team like Memphis is gonna try and try and do it on on the fly as opposed to as opposed to tanking as well. I mean, every year without fail, there is a kid in the draft that is highly touted, bunch of talent. Everyone's waiting to get their hands on him, and he falls into the wrong situation. That kid still needs another yep. opportunity. A, a a good example of springs to mind straight away is Malik Monk with Charlotte right now. Mm-hmm. He clearly can fill it up if you give him the right chance, yes. but like, it's it's not going to happen at Charlotte. This kid, this is the, this is the Brooklyn special. Mm-hmm. They pick up Malik Monk, give some veterans over that might help out Charlotte. Well, the, in the key meantime. is you, you 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 take Malik Monk and you also take one some of, terrible well, yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah, that's with what, it, yeah. like Timothy Mozgov, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Well, yeah, the Nets are beyond that now. They're pretty yeah. much they just yeah, wanna, they to, I'm yeah, using yeah. them as an example. Yeah, now, no, exactly. That's like, what they did. The next, yeah, with yeah, well, D'Angelo Russell, Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie, yeah. Like, those sorts of dudes. Yeah. But the thing is, they get these albatross contracts, and even they make them half useful. Like they got Demar Carroll, who's been playing for him for a few years now, and by all accounts, he's doing great. Like I'd be happy to have Demar Carroll on a contender. He would help for sure. One, Alan Crabb, they so, they yeah. got him. He's on a seventy million dollar deal. Where they get? Where, how'd they get um Allen? Allen from Jared, Portland. Jared Allen. Oh, Jared okay. Allen. They drafted. He's a he's a man. Yeah, but and, and that's another. That's just a case of good scouting. They well, got they, him yeah. at like twenty. There's lots of factors. It's like being a good scout. They clearly have good player development. Yeah. Which Is pe- this which, more important than tanking? Which which teams obviously have. There's such huge again variance in play development teams like the Nets, the Spurs, the Celtics, the Warriors. The Spurs have stayed competitive for 25 years yeah. without tanking. Well, they tanked once for Timmy Boy. One, yeah, it was a well-timed tank. Yeah. Well, David Robinson was out for the year. Can you <laughs> blame him? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the, exactly. But um, what I'm saying is, these teams are they're they're finding ways to stay competitive mm. rather than. Rather than being the Philly, you don't have yeah you yeah. don't have to suck for five years in order to like be a competent franchise. I don't I'm, mind the Philly though. I actually I'm yeah. a, I'm a process. I feel yeah. like of the three of us, then I'm the process no, no, no. guy. Uh, because... See, I I also was a huge fan of the process and Hinky until they've changed these uh, lottery odds. Mm, yes, the, now this this is so what's much. bringing me up or bringing me up. This is what's. Yeah. Getting me thinking about the whole thing Different is is the process to, still relevant you used now to have, that they've what, was flattened it? Like that a twenty. It's a twenty five percent chance. chance. Yeah. I, I mean, Which is still, in that I mean, case, look at it. Yeah. Go hard, man. But, no, but not even because look at in the entire process years, yeah. right? Yeah. How many number one picks did they have? One, two, one. One, and then they traded up mm. for Fultz, yeah. which so only one really, yeah. right? And I mean, they got the but right they, guy they there. Had, they got Simmons. So they that's, had heaps of top threes. They did, and they got Embiid from that. But then, yeah, they wait. I mean, Okafor was a waste, and Noel was a waste. Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, waste. The thing, they yeah. kind of rotated them into other assets. So but. I wonder if, yeah, they, again, like, is, is Philly's play development system especially good? I don't really. Yeah, know. it's a different. Exactly, it's a good point. Like, I think Ben and Joel were going to be amazing, well, regardless. Regardless, yeah. To yeah. flip that, they got Roko undrafted. And mm-hmm. They turned and they him did, into yeah. a first-team all-defense. Sure. Sure. Deserved or undeserved? I, yeah. <laughs> 
I think, I don't know, the Brooklyn thing is interesting because, yeah, I think there's this real market of guys who, I mean, you just sort of said it, that Malik Monk guy who lands on the wrong team and then That's for it. whatever, that, that environment doesn't work for him. But he, and I mean, you look at the league now, there's other guys like that still. Nerlens Noel is a guy Philly drafted yeah. who has a place in this league. And He's what, what team is he? He's on his third team now? On the uh, Thunder? He was on the yes. Mavs for a yeah, bit, yeah. right? Yeah, he is on his third team. And, mate, when he comes on for the Thunder, he dominates every single time. But they can't play him because they got Steven Adams. But I, I don't know. Where I think at go? the same time, like, for all these guys that have worked out in their, their second or third home, I mean, another one that's just popped into my mind now is Oladipo, who's a really there good one, go. right? Yeah. Um, there's dudes that just don't. I mean, Nick Stauskas is of a course. guy that was taken in the top ten the year that he came out. He's not that and good. Mate, I can count. Noah Vonley's I'm, bounced around. He's not that good. Both hands, sure. the amount yeah. of players the Kings have drafted in the top ten that are not in yeah. the league anymore. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like yeah. Georgios Papianis or whatever, they got at number five or yeah, six. Dude. What in the flying fuck was that about? Yeah. <laughs> He's gone after a year mm-hmm. or two. See, even, I mean, I think, I think Thon Maker is a guy who kind of can fit into this category as well. Where there you go. It didn't work out with the Bucks. Maybe it's going to work out with the Pistons. It's working it? better yeah, at, the pist- better, yeah. at the Pistons. He's getting a lot of run. He's playing really well. Maybe this was he just needed opportunity. Well, I think this kind of we wanted to talk about Brooklyn. I think the Clippers is the other team as uh, well, where they've kind of done the same thing. Yeah, no, they, they've they've done a variant of it for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, they it wasn't. They, they had talent. That's the yeah. Difference. They they weren't the Brooklyn will just give the Celtics everything and then be bad for a decade. Mm -hmm. They were, we had a good decade with Lob City and then it didn't work out and they all left and we've managed to flip it into staying good. Yeah, I I do credit Doc Rivers a lot for being able to do this because had he not kept this humdrum of random players so effective, they wouldn't have so much value. Um, Dude, I... They are um, unreal at the moment. They have been so they are, good. They're probably in one of the best positions in the entire NBA. Yeah. They're sitting in the eighth seed, which we all thought they were going to do the, the mid-season the tank. tank. Yeah. Like, we thought they were going to do and the And I mean, the, I think the math is kind of like it probably still would be better if they did, but they're, they're too good. They yeah. can't lose these games. Yes. You're not going to stop Lou yeah. Williams. Yeah. Me and Jake were talking the other day. Like, he he's a killed, killed, <laughs> killed, killed he's a the Celtics. He can score 50 points in 20 minutes if you let him. He's sick. Oh, I don't know who it was, but there was a video going around of like, because he was with, he he was a rookie when AI was kind of at the peak of his powers mm. and learning from him and watching those two dudes play off each other. And you can kind of see how he, he plays similar to AI. I still remember Lou He's Williams' Philly legend. days yeah. with Iguodala and Evan Turner and Spencer I, Hawes. He's, <laughs> he's sick, man. He now, what is he? He's the most... He scored the most bench points out of anyone in, in NBA history. So you've got to love him for being an like, absolute killer. And being who he is. Yeah, and just yeah, being a great chemistry I was, My Lou Will kind of experience started with the Raptors when he was on the Raptors. Oh, yeah. When, he, when Drake did a song about him. Does he still have two girlfriends? Uh, potentially. See, that was what, confirmed. What, what can't he do? Exactly. Yeah. What can he not do? Yeah. But, but yeah, to to the point the best of best contract this. in the NBA. I mean, they got yeah, Lou Will Gallinari's having Gallinari's like a, back, a renaissance dude. season. And like, the thing is, Harold, if oh, none oh. of these players are on the team next year, I won't be at all surprised. Well, I think Gallo is the only. He's, he's on a gone. multi-year. Yeah, they'll they'll flip him. For Do you some, reckon they'll flip him? For sure, Lou, they'll Lou, be. He could be part of the an Anthony Davis package. Yeah, well, yeah they they've only point. got. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gallo's only got a year left. Um, 
who else? They oh Patrick Beverly's good as gone. There'll be a contender that is yeah, just someone. clamoring. I'm surprised no him. one got him before this. Yeah. I had a feeling not they get get him yeah. back. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. well, exactly. I mean, in, you say that. I mean, Shamit has been really good, and he's yeah. a rookie. Uh, Gildas Alexander has been pretty good for a rookie, and they just picked up Zubats as well. That guy yeah. is good. Oh like, my god, that is the maybe this the is, worst Lakers move of the whole thing. I, I can't. They've got what was it, Mike Muscala? Yeah, that is amazing. who who hasn't played in a month. Amazing. <laughs> They're playing. So they're playing. We, um, we can talk about yeah, build it on the fly and do this, do that. You have to be good at your job to do these things. Yeah, of course. I, I don't know how hard it is to be a GM. I'm, just, I'm assuming it's incredibly difficult. <laughs> Jerry West is clearly yeah. really good. He's got a <laughs> good Danny track record. Clearly, yeah. really good. But there's a theme in all these guys that are really good. There's a pattern in how they build these teams. It's all not the same, yeah. but like they make the same type of moves. They have the same type of strategy. Let's. They don't, they don't make win now, I do yeah. think uh, there is also the flip side where you need to have some bad GMs and some bad organizations <laughs> to take advantage of in well, this, like always, the Lakers. And what are they doing with some of these moves? Oh I mean, Brooklyn, that Brooklyn administration that did that trade with the Celtics was like, oh, like that's. <laughs> there needs to be bad. There needs. I mean, the Kings. Were, people are used to pan yeah. the Kings. This is the yeah. first season where there's been any like positive Kings. Yeah. Vibes. And is, isn't it funny that finally there's these positive Kings vibes when for the first time in 10, 15 years, they pumped the brakes and they decided, actually, let's just be patient. Let's see these guys develop. Let's play them, build a core, and look how it's turned out. Yeah. They, should, they should have dropped the Donovan Mitchell, but, you know, that's okay. That's a story for I'm another just, day. Just, <laughs> that's a story for another day. Um, no, they're, they're great. Oh man, just, I just thought that the Lakers could have drafted De'Aaron Fox instead of Lonzo as well. <laughs> man, I still think Lonzo could turn into a good player. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fully out on. I like Lonzo. I'm, not, I'm, not I'm out, a Lonzo guy. I take De'Aaron like, Fox over him. Shit, he's good. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. Maybe De'Aaron Fox is not, not as good. good if he's on the Lakers. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the point to all of this, I believe, is that the new flattened odds has far, far, far removed the need to absolutely bottom out. Yeah. Although I do think it encourages teams to decide to bot- to I start tanking closer. much quicker. Yeah. I don't think teams will hesitate anymore. Uh, no, well, you, you can wait longer now, I think, because... Because you, you only need... Yeah, to... yeah, no, no, you can wait longer, yeah. but the decision isn't going to be like, oh, should we, shouldn't we? We just, yeah, fuck it, let's it's go. obvious. Yeah. It does seem obvious to, to, to improve your yeah. chances of it. But... And I think in the next couple of years, we're going to see this, like, 70% of the season mark being where a lot of teams decide to just, that's enough. I think it's better off, though, than, like, you know you're going to be bad from the beginning, and it's like... Yeah, I agree. It is Philly better. Is clearly trying to lose from day one. Yeah. There's... Seems to be less. Well, the Knicks. I don't. Well, who knows if the Knicks have done this on purpose or not? You know, they're just terrible, regardless. Well, one could argue they're doing a similar thing to what the Clippers have done. They've just created a shitload of space, and I don't trust it because it's oh, the man. Knicks. <laughs> but they have done a similar thing. They've made a heap of space. They've got some young talent. Mm-hmm. It's just the st- the stability of the Clippers isn't quite there. You seen old Jimmy Dolan. Last week, yeah, banning that fan for telling him to yeah, sell, sell the team. Sell the like, team. mate, you got to ban another five hundred thousand people uh, to be effective. Um, I just, and then 
Bill Simmons on his podcast was talking about how he's been hearing that Dolan's like kind of listening to offers and then Dolan was saying that you know some guys trying to you know de- destabilize us to you know, <laughs> keep keep their favorite players on their favorite teams I'm paraphrasing but that's basically what he yeah. said it's like as if all teams don't want their players to to stay and two destabilize what <laughs> yeah I know you're already a shit show destabilize what <laughs> I can't wait for them to just give Jimmy Butler a five-year max. Um, uh, they're getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I really, <laughs> I really don't think that it matters. All this <laughs> talk, like he's a genius. He's he's a, he's yeah, he's worked it all out, man. Yeah, come back to me next year, fellas. <laughs> um, so conversely to that, two two teams that have stabilized rather mm. than destabilized, the Rockets have re-signed their GM Daryl Morey for the next five years. Um, they won't be doing any tanking anytime soon, I don't believe. I think they'll be quite competitive over those five years. And the I, um, I stopped recording a little second ago. For some reason, I'm out of space. So I might delete this one. And hopefully it gives me more space. All right. Stabilization, apologies for the... Technical no, not at all. Maury, you reckon, um, you reckon the Rockets are going to be good for the next five years? 100%. they got Daryl Morey and James Harden. And they have the worst contract in the league. But, second worst. But, second worst. <laughs> but I believe Daryl Morey will figure it out. <laughs> he well, won't let this contract shackle him. I, I don't... Lucky for the Rockets, Chris Paul doesn't isn't going to suck. The, the problem is going to be... You're paying a dude forty plus mil to be like a good Pretty starter, good. yeah, not a superstar. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's similar to the Gordon Hayward situation. You're, they're not bad players, but they're not worth thirty. What you pay forty million yeah. dollars at the moment? Yeah, and it greatly here, tightens yeah. the way the that you can build the rest of your yeah, team. Yeah, man, you got Chris, James, and Capella. Mm. Great core, but. James, when James gets to the end of his, you know, Chris is going to be 30 fucking nine or something. <laughs> but You are right, though. I mean, Maury is one of these GMs that everyone kind of puts up on the pedestal. He's one of those guys. He just He's good. Con- he consistently finds a way to swindle the other guy mm. every single time until he's built a contender. Well, and their system is just... That's who you... Like, if you're a you know, G League dude, you want to go to the Rockets, right? Like... Yeah, I mean, the Rockets are the perfect team where you can step in. All you have to do is play a role. Mm. Just play your role, and you'll be so helpful to us. Come in. If you can lock down the three-point line and shoot from distance, please join us. Yeah, join <laughs> Come. Us. Yeah. <laughs> have a tryout. Do whatever you need. They're, exactly. And, yeah, he he's a guy who seems to bring in dudes that don't suck which and exactly. not, and. and and not pay them too much. I mean, they did bring in Mello, but that was, you know... I was going to say Michael Carter-Williams, but yeah. <laughs> well, there's the, well the, maybe this is what we were saying with the bad contract. They are going to be really hamstringed. Well, yeah, and I do... Know, they I have mean, to look at the bargain bin and just be that, like... But that's where, I mean, it's yeah. all just... I think Maury's this guy where it's just like, it's a risk. Maybe it'll pay, Maybe Michael Carter-Williams actually turns out that he can find his shot and he's yeah. okay. And then I'm a genius. And then you're getting a lot more value out of a guy that you're paying not that much. But obviously both of those examples mm. didn't really work out for them. And they're going to be good. James Harden's going to be... Yeah, like, as long as you've got Harden, yeah. they'll be... You're, you're going to have what? Two, two, and Capella. Two more years of yeah. MVP level and Capella's still young. 
So the, 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 all Murray's job is is to give Harden and Capella and Chris Paul, providing he can mm. play up to his contract, as much support as they can get. Yeah. That's all he's got to do for the next five years. Give them support. Keep this thing playing, chugging along. Mm-hmm. Just keep it chugging along. Hopefully, James Harden will do the rest. And yeah, uh, yeah, do something with that. Yeah, forty million, forty-four million to Chris Paul when you're thirty-seven or something is going to be a tough one. Mm. Another smart piece of business. Although Dallas have decided to tank for the rest of the season, considering they do have that uh, restriction on their pick with Atlanta. They have re-signed Rick Carlisle for yeah. the next few years as well, which next year I don't think Dallas will be nearly as bad as this year. They'll oh, be no, much, much, not. much, much, much better, and they've got one of the best coaches in the game locked up to coach that team. So that's a fantastic move, I believe. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good coach. He's a great coach. And, yeah, like I, I've looked at the squads Dallas have had for the past 10 years or however long he's been there, and a lot of them are just a mishmash of parts that he's picked up from all over the place. And every year, without fail, he somehow gets them to play pretty basketball and competitive basketball. Always. It's because they got J.J. Barea holding that shit down, man. <laughs> Boy, he's a hell JJ. of a backup. He's, <laughs> he gets his. He's been doing it for what feels like forever. And obviously went down this year. Yeah. But like, man, he's, he's, the, he's the man. I can't wait to see what the what the Mavs look like for the next few years. Because if they are able to get into this top five, get another lottery pick, pair that person with Luca and and Porzingis. I feel like they're a hyper-athletic wing away from being Hmm. terrifying. Imagine if they got Zion. Oh, mate. (laughs) Imagine if they got Zion. That'd be wild. They got KP and Zion. How the hell do you (laughs) figure that out? (laughs) I think that's got to be... Them in Atlanta, my two... two And and Chicago for Josh, obviously. Um two favourite places for Zion to go. Like, I, I, just the KP and the Luka combo. That pit, what yeah. do you do with that? that yeah, and like, Zion is such a contrast to that. The defence yeah. can't like fall into the trap of, oh, these guys are really you know, fancy. They're going to go around the back and like do crazy European shit. they got to worry <laughs> about Zion flying over them as well. <laughs> While the crazy European shit's going yeah. on at the same time. Yeah, no thank you. That, 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 honestly, if they got Zion, I reckon they're a contender for the do you next... Think about Because that's spacing, all you need... His the, entire yeah. rookie contract. Do you think maybe Zion... And Luke is on a rookie Do you deal. think Zion would be too much? No way. Too much that, what? I, too much where all of a sudden now it's an ego thing. No. Nah. Where you have... Luca, who is is I'm the guy, and then you have Zion come in from I'm everything. The guy, from everything was, I've heard, Zion is an upstanding guy. He just wants to work hard and do well. You can't rule it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you can't we, rule we, it we, out. We've, what we've seen with you know the Celtics this year. I think it would be good also that like KP's been in the league a few years now. Mm. Luca's done his year as a rookie. Zion coming in as a rookie almost. He can't say shit. You kind of like shut up, rookie. Like you might be Zion, but know your role. Yeah. Maybe they just maybe they just want a Cam Reddish. He's just gonna hit some big shots from outside instead. No, I mean, I think the only other thing with the Mavs like that Tim Hardaway contract sucks, and that's what they have to do. It's not that bad though. It's it, like that dude, for like what the... he is, he sucks. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's not yeah. that much longer on it, and yeah. they can afford it because yeah. whoever they get as a rookie and Luca are still on their rookie deals. Yeah, but then you gotta you gotta pay Porzingis. True. That's fine. But I'm, that's fine. I'm pretty sure that their cap situation is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's great. They're like. Porzingis is pretty much the only guy they got to pay. Hey, I yeah, I'm trying to pull up the 
basketball reference page here to see what their salary situation is because I don't think it's... Well, Beatty's got it here. Payroll. Payroll, baby. Because, I, I mean, when the Porzingis trade went down, the big talk was, like, he's going to opt out and become a restricted free agent and then he can sign for more money. Is that is that how it works? Yeah, well, what happens is if he opts out and becomes a restricted free agent, say Brooklyn does the classic, we're chucking the max yeah, at him. poison pill, yeah. Then Dallas yeah, are kind of handcuffed into matching But don't Dallas have it. his bird rights and they can kind of go over the cap to keep... Well, that's... Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, they'll have no choice but to pay him whatever Brooklyn offered, which I feel is going to happen. Well, yeah, some some team's going to yeah. offer him the Supermax. It's just more than whether or not he wants to be in Dallas, which, I mean, By hopefully... all accounts, it seems like he's keen. Yeah, their biggest contracts are Tim Hardaway, then Courtney Lee at 12, Zach Randolph at 11. And Courtney Lee expires at the end of the year. Yeah, so they're actually really flexible going forward. Mm. It's just so... Good thing they locked up their coach for the for the future. They got and they got Ryan Brockoff dude at eight (laughs) thirty. It's absolute bargain. Is he going to get signed by another team, Beatty? Does he have another year of NBA in him? Fucking oh, you know what? He hasn't been cut. He's He's been been with the team the whole time. I don't know whether or not he has a Italian. I can't imagine he's got another year. I don't know who what option if that's an option or not. Brockoff. Yeah, he's got (laughs) for next year. He's signed a two-year deal, but I don't know whether or not it's an option or not. I think it's. I think it might not be. I think it's just a, a two-year deal. Oh, that'd be good. But he, I don't. He could play in the NBA, man. The Cavs should go get him or something. <laughs> Put him with Delhi. Well, th- maybe this is a Brooklyn guy where they just need to have a go. Maybe he ends well, up. Dude, being he's just really like helpful. he's just another Joe Harris man. Yeah. Put him in the three-point contest. He'll win that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. This is six-seven wing. Let's do it. That's all I got to talk about. Um. I would just like to say I love that the Lakers are <laughs> having the worst possible season they could have. I had a feeling you'd love that. It's quite great. Like the Zubats thing. It was the Zubats thing. Brooke Lopez instead of Michael Beasley. Mate, there's lots of things <laughs> where we could go on all day. They could have drafted Tatum or De'Aaron Fox. i got to say it was a short-lived <laughs> tenure as a lifelong Lakers fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be right back on the horse next year. Well, I don't know. It depends what version of LeBron we get, to be honest. If we get pissy, I'm a little bitch, moany LeBron, well, I don't want any part of it. Well, you know what? This could be... yesterday. This is probably yeah. going to be his first year in Yonks where he doesn't have to play past be, next month. It's going to be so weird. He'll be him, very rested in coming into next year, that's for oh, sure. Well, I don't know. Will he play in the World Cup? No way. Why? Because he won't. Could be his last <laughs> World Cup. Maybe he wants to play in the World Cup. I don't think he's fast, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually... <laughs> he's, well, actually, no, he doesn't have to make Space Jam. He probably won't be playing in the Oh, yeah, job. true. He's got, got true. That. No wonder they can't make the playoffs this year. He's got to film a movie, damn it. Yeah. Which the rele- he's a producer now. Yeah, the release is timed with his impending free agency in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've been listening to Backdoor Cut. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all that jazz, all your favourite podcasting hubs. <laughs> hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram. Yep, at backdoor cut and backdoor underscore cut. We love you. Peace. Bye.